0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard At second v third as Rangers head to Rugby Park tonight Will Defoe and Davis play and what type of reception awaits Jordan Jones Leader Celtic could hand out some league debuts of their own As the Premiership returns against St Mirren And getting over cup disappointment is the order of the day For the likes of Motherwell, Hamilton and Livingston A full fixture card tonight I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi The three week wait is over The league is back We've got a title race Celtic Rangers Aberdeen Kilmarnock Three points between the four teams What will Stephen Gerrard do? Will he start with Defoe and Morelos? And for Brendan Rodgers Will Weir and Buck make their league debuts too? Jim Duffy So much to look forward to As Mark says It's felt like a long three weeks We've been eagerly anticipating The return of the top flight And it's back with a bang A full fixture card yeah, I think that's the way we should do it. I mean, I always like to see that done at the start of the season as well, but unfortunately, TV dictates otherwise, and the games are spread out. But I think you know you want a big, a big hit, and 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 tonight you certainly get it. I think particularly down at Kilmarnock, the fact is it's you know the teams uh, second and third in the league. Um, Celtic are playing obviously at home against the uh, St Mirren, who are, have been struggling. But uh, you know, uh, I, I just think it's a, a fantastic fixture list, uh, list to look forward to tonight, Gordon. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need. You shouldn't need much encouragement tonight, uh, Rangers fans. How do you think your team will line up? Will Davis play? Will Defoe play? Perhaps more importantly, and what does that mean for Morelos? Do they play together? Is it one or the other? And what type of reception should we expect for Jordan Jones? Celtic fans, you've got some team uh, issues of your own, perhaps. Oliver Burke, did he do enough to stay in? Is it going to be Timothy Weah? Still no Kieran Tierney. 01419511025. Every team is involved, so fans of all teams, you must have something on your mind. Why not share it? We're at Clyde SSB. On Twitter Without further ado then Let's start going Around some of the grounds um, Let's start at Kilmarnock Against Rangers Here's Andrew McLean Yeah good evening From a very brisk Rugby park I'm just looking forward To the action Getting underway here Hopefully that will Heat the place up a bit But if you're going to be Sitting out in the cold To watch a football match Then this is certainly One of the ones You're happy to do it for Unsurprisingly A lot of the talk In the build up Has been about Jordan Jones Of course he's moving To Rangers in the summer It'll be interesting To see what kind of Reaction he gets From the Kilmarnock fans Today Stephen Gerrard Says Rangers will be Seeing him as an enemy Though because he uh, Of course won't be Joining up with the squad Until the summer But without that Side story It's still a massive Game in its own right Second against third in the Premiership Rangers just a point above Steve Clark's side in the league so these are the type of matches that both sides we wanted to win if they've got ambitions of finishing higher than their current positions at the moment Rangers were 3-1 winners here in the League Cup earlier on this season thanks to an Alfredo Morelos hat-trick while the league fixture at Ibrox was a one-all draw and if that's not enough in the way of talking points for you then it looks as if we'll also be seeing Jermaine Defoe making his first competitive appearance in a Rangers shirt tonight and also the return of Stephen Davis so plenty to watch out for in this one I'll let you know in around 40 minutes time or so whether those two will be in from the start along with the rest of the team news Right come on Rangers fans Kilmarnock fans let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 is it Defoe and Morelos is it one or the other Kelly fans any concerns at all about pitching Jordan Jones in against his soon to be employer you tell us Mark Weedy big game Yeah uh, I'll go with Morelos and Defoe both starting not as a twin partnership but both starting the game Steve Davis will start for Rangers as well And I have a feeling Jordan Jones is, is going to play in the, 
the left hand side and, and you know give James Tavernier a game of it tonight. So listen, there's so much, so many subplots um, get on. Uh, come on, it'll be, in, be interesting when Andrew gets the, the lineups confirmed. But uh, yeah, I'm going for Defoe and Morelos both to start. Well, it's a lot of um, money to pay for those players, um, Davis and, and Defoe, if they don't play. But uh, I'm not as, as convinced as, as Mark. I think that uh, going down, that's been. Uh, widely debated about the artificial surface and Rangers have been quite open about uh, their opinion on it so I'm not quite sure if they risk both of those type of players tonight uh, maybe one in, 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 in one in reserve Which one would you start with then Jim? I'd, I'd start with Morelos I think Morelos has to start for me um, he's he's the top uh, goal scorer he's he's the, the talisman for Rangers so I, I don't think there's any doubt that he will start Listen, we, we always be a, a, you know another half an hour or so before we really find out. But uh, I just think it gives him the option and, and having that option. And I'm, I'm not quite sure if he'll start with uh, Defoe. But listen, we'll wait and see. Celtic, I was at the game at the weekend. I think uh, Oliver Burke took a little bit of time to settle in. I like like the number of players, you know, coming back and just trying try to fit into that centre forward role. I'm not sure if he's a natural centre forward. But um, he certainly get better as the game wore on, better in the second half. But Timothy Weir coming on and scoring the goal, I think that'll give Brendan Rodgers actually more of a headache because he just seemed really up for it. And just listening mm. to him after the game and all that as well, he just seemed as if he was really switched on. Let's go to Celtic Park then. Alison Conroy is looking ahead to Celtic and St Mirren. Yeah, good evening. And Brendan Rodgers believes that Celtic face a St Mirren side in better shape than when they dropped points against them earlier in the season. It was goalless in Oren Kearney's first game in charge in Paisley back in September. Timothy Weah could, of course, start after that Scottish Cup goal. Oliver Burke could also make his league debut tonight. Vakun Usuf Bayo is here, but he, of course, won't feature. For St Mirren, they could hand starts to new arrivals. Vaclav Khalathke, Greg Tanzi, Mihai Popescu, Brad Lyons and Kyle McAllister after they all made their debuts in that Scottish Cup win over Alloa at the weekend. Should have team news hopefully in around half an hour. Uh, if we're looking at clues from the, the early part of the season, Celtic's home form has obviously been been flawless and, and St Mirren um, have had various difficulties. Brendan Rodgers will hope that continues. Oren Kearney looking to cause an upset. Can you see one at all? No, I, I can't. I think Celtic will win the game comfortably. I watched St Mirren on Saturday and credit to them. Down to 10 men, two goals down at half time. You know, as I said uh, in the report then, Gordon, I wouldn't have given two bob for St Mern at half-time, but they kept at it, and uh, Kyle McAllister, I think he might be struggling to make it tonight, but Kyle McAllister certainly changed the game, great pace, you know, cutting inside onto his left foot, and uh, Allo just couldn't um, control him, but defensively, I still think there's a naivety about uh, St Mern, and I would fancy Celtic to win by three cleared goals, and just picking up on what Jim said as well, I've heard... Really good report speaking to Simon Donnelly um, about Timothy Weir and he was very, very impressed and Murder McLeod with what he had to offer. Mm. Right, let's get stuck in. 0141-951-1025. Every team is playing in the top flight tonight, so give us your thoughts. Team lineups, match predictions, anything else on your mind, share them. Mark is a Rangers fan from Renfrew. What are your thoughts ahead of tonight's game, Mark? I'm pretty confident for tonight. Yeah, pretty confident. I think we'll see Defoe and Davis for a period. I don't think he'll start with Defoe right enough. I think Morelis will be, be the front runner to start off right enough. But I think we'll see them tonight. Yep. So th- does that mean the sort of usual midfield, if you like? But you you, uh, you would expect Stephen Davis to be part of that behind Morelos, then I'm sure. 
I, I believe so. I think we'll stick to near enough the same. Um, I think we Davis could possibly get a start, but for, for me, it would be Morelis as a starter mm. with the folk maybe coming on, depending on the result. How much has this fixture changed in the eyes of Rangers fans, Mark, and, and I'm sure Celtic fans as well? I'm sure there was a time where you, you assumed that it was a victory. Now, looking at the way Kilmarnock performed, particularly down there, um, it certainly takes on a bit of a more difficult complexion, doesn't it? match to, to begin with anyway in regards to the pitch and, and how Steve Clark's got that team operating at the moment they, they seem to be playing well uh, playing well and good football so I, I'm not, you can't take it away from them right enough but um, no I'm very confident for tonight I think we'll, we'll definitely walk away with the three points How much are Kilmarnock affected by the loss of Greg Stewart mm. in terms of how they can Im- impact games? It's a massive loss from Greg Stewart's been so instrumental in the you know, their goal threat, not just scoring goals, but creativity. And he also draws maybe two defenders over to him as well, which creates space for other players. Um, you know, again, you know, he's, he's such a, an exceptional player, for, for, has been an exceptional player. And, and he seemed to find his feet. And I found it strange, even though I understand Aberdeen are a bigger club, but he just seemed to be happy there, seemed to be thriving there. And from listening to Derek McInnes, he said that you know they both offered the same deal, so therefore the player decided to go there. So I found that a wee bit surprising, mm. but um, you know Rangers going down there, I think it will be a really really tough match um, with the fact that Greg Stewart's missing. That that definitely helps him. There's no question about that. But um, you know the consistency that uh, Commander have had under Stevie Clark, I think should not be underestimated. You go down there. And uh, you're going to need to fight for anything you get. You're really going to need to be at your top of your game. And I think Rangers missing that game at the weekend was it, it could could have an impact on this game tonight because just about everyone else just took a bit of time to find their feet. And you know this is Rangers' first competitive match after the three weeks, whereas everyone else had a had a a game to get that out their system. Mm-hmm. So I think it might have a bit of an impact in it, and I think it'll be a tougher match than than maybe Mark, for instance, um, thinks it might be. Stevie Clark's record against Rangers and Celtic in the league. Is outstanding Mark mm-hmm. Weedy Having said that Rangers went down there In the League Cup Earlier this season And won Relatively comfortably I'm not sure Comfortably is a, is a stretch What do you give more weight to then? The fact that Rangers Have been there And done it this season Or the fact that Stevie Clark's shown On a number of occasions That he's more than up For these types of games Yeah I mean I would give give the The edge in that question To, to, to Stevie Clark um, In terms of again Command up back at the weekend, I know it was low league opposition, but they, they won the game. They get that rustiness out the road in a competitive match, as Jim's mentioning. I think Stephen Gerrard would have preferred the Cowden Beef game just to test his, his players and, and work on one or two things, although they did have the benefit of the friendly game against Helsinki. But going to Rugby Park tonight, it's freezing cold, it's astro tough. Um, I think Rangers, at the moment, without seeing the team selection, but I think I've got a decent idea of what's going on with the team's. I fancy a draw at the moment, a score draw at the moment tonight. I think the thing, Mark, is, is that Rangers have strengthened in the window and mm-hmm. Mark and Command have been weakened. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's any doubt about mm-hmm. that by losing Greg Shaw. They haven't brought the players in. I think Stevie Clark's keen in second. He was looking at maybe two or three players, but they're not there yet. Yeah. And this is a, a pivotal match, uh, you know, at the, at the start back after the winter break. Mark, I know you had a point to make about Jermaine Defoe as well. Yes, I just quickly on that one as well. I know what you're saying about Greg Stewart. It's not all about Greg Stewart right enough because you've got the mental aspect of losing Jordan Jones for next season. Mm-hmm. So that, that impacts on their starting 11. Yeah. And Stevie Clark's got a decision to make upon him. However, it's also in Jordan Jones' head here, the way he performs today as well. So it's not just all about them losing Greg Stewart. Mm-hmm. Greg Stewart's capabilities. There's Jordan Jones' aspect aren't involved as well. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, yeah, he, he's going to be under the microscope yeah. tonight either yeah. way and everyone's going to look at how do the Kilmarnock fans react how do the Rangers fans yeah. react is he playing well is he not playing well as you mentioned that Mark there's subplots all over the place I, it? do you know what I mean I, I think that there's clearly been and I, and I thought Stevie Clark and Jordan Jones handled their, their press conference on Thursday Friday last week well they, they nailed it they, they, they approached the subject they didn't hide for it and they put it out there and I think I would imagine that Stevie Clark's had a conversation with John Jones saying are you committed do you want to be here because if not they'd be going to try and work out a deal with Rangers even if it was for 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever it is that's why Jordan Jones will start the game tonight and he's obviously given Steve Clark an insurance mm. that yeah I'm up for it and uh, listen I know what Matt's saying I understand that he's signed for Rangers long term he's future there but I would imagine Or at least There shouldn't be anyone More committed Than Jordan Jones To actually go and have A right good game tonight Up against James Tavier And go and show The Rangers supporters And the Kelly supporters Again Once again Exactly what he's all about Going to have to move on Mark so quickly You're Jermaine Defoe point If you can right, just, just quickly if, I, if I'm being out of thumb I would like you to say to me um, I believe it's your cell jam It's on tonight Yep uh, An ex for boy I thought I would Fucking you first That's <laughs> okay mate what, what wages are you on tonight Jim For doing that well, wages I'm on No enough No, see with that yeah. aspect, I'm not actually looking for a figure asking yeah. I'm just an old school What you think to yourself mm-hmm. See the whole talk Of what they're paying Before What mm-hmm. they're paying before yeah. Of his wages Is it going to be Is it 65 Is it 35 uh-huh. Is it this Who cares what we're paying him Who cares what What were you paying out For a player You've heard managers Talking about it Media talking about it I don't think it's fair To talk about a guy's wages and what, who's paying what or who's no paying what for that guy? I know that's a concept of the football. Yeah, but I think everybody does it, Mark. Every, every, everybody does it. I mean, including including Rangers will do it when they're playing higher league teams in Europe and all these kind of stuff. People will compare budgets. And I think Stevie Clark was the one that mentioned a figure and said that that would be more than his whole team. 35 and, grand a week. Yeah, and, and Stevie done that. So what, what he's basically trying to do is try to put things in perspective when to, to see how well his team has done and I think that's what he's doing. I don't think anyone listen. In, in in the world of football nowadays, particularly the top level, you, you just ignore all the, the the finance. I mean, there's there's Ronaldo getting fined sixteen and a half million pounds, and probably you know paying it in a winner just to just to go. So you know, listen, there are you know money in, in fantasy world for the rest of the rest of the, the the working population. So I don't really think that. That, that matters whether you're a good or a bad player But it, it comes into play when people are trying to compare budgets and resources Gary's a Celtic fan in Shettleson Thank you to Mark and Renfrew uh, Gary, how do you see tonight's game going? Hi, I'm looking forward to tonight's game I'm looking forward to see them for a year I hope they start with him and the boy Buck uh, You think they'll both start? Hopefully the day So it's, it's against it, man I need disrespect to his mum or anything But I think it's a, a game to see how they play in who misses out for you then, Gary? Is Does that mean you, you've not got a place for Scott Sinclair? Or how do you see it going? Eduardo. Eduardo. Eduardo, I think he's injured anyway. Maybe Sinclair. I mean, Jim, you, you watched them on Saturday. Yeah. Can you see them both starting tonight, Weir and Buck? Yeah, possibly. I, I think he may leave James Forrest out. Just again, you know, the amount of games and stuff like that he's played over the last little while. I know they've had the break. But, you know, I think the one thing Gary's right, they'll dominate the ball tonight, Celtic. They'll be in the front foot. For 90% of the game They'll all have to concern themselves With the odd Counter-attack from St Mirren So they, you know They'll be You know they'll, They won't be Tested defensively So they will have a lot of the ball And uh, therefore It's an it's a ideal opportunity To give someone like Timothy Weir A start tonight Who, who does Celtic play on Saturday? Gordon what's your picture? Is, is, they're at home aren't they? Yes uh, Is it Hamilton At home? 
I should I know remember. this because I looked at the email earlier on. Uh, a yeah, I think it's it a home game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah they've so, got yeah, a few home games in a row coming up. So, uh, yeah, I think as, as Jim says, it gives them a wee chance just to go with all respect to St. Man tonight. You can afford to say, look, one or two, I'll, I'll try one or two things out tonight. You know, it's uh, the chance ahead of the Hamilton game mm. uh, on Saturday. You're right about that fixture. So, uh, yeah, but like I said, I'm, I'm you know, Timothy Weir, 18 years old, but I think already. Speaking to Jim, speaking to ex-Celtic players, there's an excitement about what he might be able to do in terms of a contribution to chasing the two remaining trophies over the next four months. Gary, how important is it Celtic, from, you know, from your perspective as a Celtic fan, make these home games count? Because the home form's clearly been very good this season. The away form's fallen below the usual standard. You've got a real chance there to get some points on the board if that can continue. Definitely. Next few games are a must-win. So they are. Uh, nah, it's just a bit of common sense. We have to win the next, the next few home games. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll maybe get away from the pack. But I've got another. Uh, sorry for talking to my point. Yep, make it quick if you can. Break as fast uh, approaching. It's just a, where do you think Rangers are getting the money for? To buy these players like Jim and Defoe I mean, they've not bought them, Mark Weedy, but I assume the same question exists for, for wages or so on. Don't tell that last caller that we're discussing it. But, uh, well, listen, I think what's question? happened is Rangers won the old firm game on December 29th, put some levelling points with Celtic, Celtic a game in hand, and I think then what's happened, Rangers have thought, Stephen Gerrard and the board, this is our best opportunity in a long, long time to go and win the league. We're within touching distance, we're right in with a shout. Mm. What can you do? Can you push the boat out? The board have come back and said, yeah, we can give you an extra 50, 60, 70, 80 grand a week onto your budget. Let's go for it and have well, a bash. Now, where the money's coming from? Is it a private loan? Is it money that's in the bank? Is it some Dave King? Is it? I don't know. Well, worth See, bearing in mind. It's, worth bearing in mind. It's irrelevant. Whatever was getting paid towards Sadiq is now no longer getting paid. Whatever was getting paid towards Ajaria is now no longer getting paid. And maybe yeah. a change in the, the structure for Carlos Pena or yeah, there, Herrera. There, sorry. There, there could be absolutely. But in terms of Sadiq, you know, it depends what the the ideal with, with Roma was. You might have been committed to it for a year, and even though you've sent him back, it doesn't make you say you stop paying. They might still be obliged to be paying that money for Sadiq, or, mm. or they might not. But listen, whatever the money's coming from, Gary. It's irrelevant It won't matter to Steven Gerrard or Jot The deal's been signed He's got the quality players in That he's looking for And in terms of the title race It's game on Huge night across the top flight in Scotland Let's hear from you All your thoughts Your predictions Your team lineup suggestions We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers And Steven Gerrard After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Clyde One The official station of Glasgow Rocks Taking on Leicester Riders At the Emirates Arena Friday at 7.30 Tickets at glasgowrocks.co.uk Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here Waiting to hear from you Every team in the top flight is involved tonight So let's hear from you Who should start for your team how do you see the game panning out? Any concerns from the weekend? Maybe your team's looking to bounce back. And what about between now and the end of the season? How important is it to get off to a quick start? When you look through the fixture list, Mark Guidi, um, there's there's interesting fixtures everywhere. Of course, in Glasgow, there's a focus in the Kilmarnock Rangers and the Celtics and Mirren games, but huge games everywhere. Yeah, was it Hamilton, Aberdeen? Um, Motherwell Hibs. Motherwell Hibs uh, is a cracker um, as well. So yeah, you know, there's, there's all sorts going on. It's just great to have the league back Gordon, that winter break works well. I think just whets the appetite again, particularly when there's so much at stake now. You know, we've got we've got a proper league um, going on with some cracking games. So yeah, you know, you're looking at Greg Stewart making his debut for Aberdeen tonight, um, probably. 
um, and stuff like that so yeah I think it's mm. really good Let's hear from both managers and after that I want to hear from you so give us a call 0141 any team suggestions Anthony Harris is on Twitter uh, he says James Forrest's done nothing since the Israel game Scott Sinclair only good against average opponents I would start with Johnson Burke and Weah up top So that's the Celtic perspective You Rangers fans What are we thinking about this Morelos Defoe situation Are we going to see them both And uh, what type of reception For Jordan Jones Give us a call please 01419511025 uh, Let's hear from The Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard Yes from a personal point of view I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward To seeing the players Play against Kilmarnock It's a fantastic game uh, They're breathing down our neck uh, They've done very very well I think Steve Clark's done an amazing job there. So from my point of view, I'm very excited and looking forward to seeing the, the team play. We should be full of confidence and belief after our last results. Calden Beef wasn't helpful getting called off, but it is what it is. We had to adapt and play two teams against Helsinki to prepare. Yeah, I mean, you can see quite clearly what we're trying to build here. We're trying to build a very competitive squad, a squad full of quality. Um, we always knew that was going to take time, but I'm, I'm really happy with how the, uh, the squad's evolving and progressing and I think you can see it's a, it's a lot stronger than than it has been with the additions of of Davis and Defoe, and um, hopefully we can uh, try and strengthen it a little bit more in in the coming weeks. Before the the Mark Greedy mentions the subplots: Jim Duffy, the the Defoe, the, the Davis, the Jordan Jones. The good thing about this fixture tonight is. Even if you don't want to worry about the subplots, <laughs> the, the main the main plot, the main story is fantastic. Yeah. You've got a Kilmarnock team one point behind Rangers mm. as a Purely a football match It's, it's a cracker No it's, it's, that's what you want You want to You know when you get to the second half of the season And you want to see To look at right through the, um, the, the The fixtures And say right Every game means something And it does I mean You know we mentioned earlier About this game But th- this game at the top end I think is, is a, Just just an exciting game And you know You see so many Other aspects here About team selection How Jordan Jones Is going to be I, I think he's got a real Quandary Jordan Jones tonight I really do I know Matt thinks he might you know, be up for the game tonight, but I just think the best one in the world. You can see all these things, but he's literally in a no-win situation. You know, he could stop Rangers. You know, maybe being down the nets a Celtic, uh, and you know, for 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 future for for him, that, that's going to be mm. difficult. And at the same time, if he has an off game, even just a normal off game, the commander fans are going to think, "Well, you never tried against yeah. Rangers." So I think he's got a real, you know, um, dilemma there. Let's remind a, ourselves a tricky, of, a tricky one for Stevie Clark. Sorry, let's remind ourselves of what Stevie Clark had to say on that mm. subject then ahead of this game. If you put it into isolation, really, you take the the default one if the figures are to be believed, and I'm not talking about the high end figures. The, the, the figure of thirty five thousand pounds that's quite regularly bandied around. If that's the case, and they're paying that for Jermaine Defoe. To put it into context, that is the budget that I've got for my entire squad for a week. That's That shows you how well we're doing. Do you feel that you'd have no problem throwing Jordan Jones out from the start? No yeah, doubt. No doubt. If Jordan's fit and ready to go and I want to use him, then that's what I'll do. He's a commander player. He's sorted his future out, which is good for him. But I think he's a good player, an important player for my team. So if I decide that he, he's going to start on Wednesday night, then he'll start. But the crowd were excellent with him on Saturday. Excellent And I thought the boy himself Put a lot of effort into the game So No, no worries about Jordan None whatsoever I, I agree I, I, I mean, Contrary to what Jim's saying I, I don't think there's There's a problem Because I'm sure Stevie Clark's had that conversation With the, with the player And you know what it, In many ways It's it's a win-win for, for Jordan Jones Because Stevie goes in as an outstanding game And he Kelly win And you know He takes on James Tavery And, and different things 
You make sure I show I might encourage Rangers to come and try and get me in the final week of the window to go and to, to speed things up or he puts everything to bed for the second half of the season in terms of his commitment to come out but I don't think there's a question mark over that anyway and again just talking about the figures that, that Steve Clark's mentioned there in terms of his budget I think it goes back to the point he made yeah Celtic great you know, Brendan Rodgers Brown Stephen Gerrard is a, an experienced manager coming in the whole turnaround in the squad and what he's managed to do in his first six months has been outstanding but Again, it takes us back. I know it's because it's this part of the world. We tend to just focus on Celtic and Rangers, and rightly so. However, the most successful story of the season, taking everything into account, is Stevie Clark at Kilmarnock by a mile. Mm. Uh, Gabby Amato is on Twitter. He says, huge five days for Rangers, looking at our fixtures and Celtics. Slightly worried about this diamond shape. It's easy to exploit. We're only using it to get the foe into the team, but at least we have good options to change it back. If it doesn't work Rangers fans Let's hear from you 01419511025 Alison Conroy Has the Celtic Starting 11 Alison Yeah it's just one change From that Scottish Cup win Over Airdrie On Saturday Anthony Ralston Is the player that drops out In comes Mikel Lustig So it will be Bain in goal A back four of Lustig Ayer Benkovic And Izagiri Then it will be Brown and McGregor With Forrest Christie And Sinclair With Oliver Burke Up top On the bench For Celtic tonight Gordon Beaton Simonovic Hayes Weah Henderson and Johnson uh, So there we have it Timothy Weir has to settle again For a place on the bench Oliver Burke Keeps his place In the team What do you think about that Celtic fans Come on let's hear from you 01419511025 Jim Yeah I mean again Lustig coming back in You know he just seems to be You know one of those guys That when he's fit and ready to come in um, Brendan Rodgers is more than happy I know there's a bit of a debate About the Celtic fans You know should they be in Should they be out Celtic uh, Talking about looking for a right back and again, I, I always think, you know, I've, I've said it many times in this programme, I'm a bit surprised because I think Anthony Ralston, again, had another good game at the weekend. He got in behind. He, Did he pick up a knock? Did I make that up? I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm not sure. Is he on the bench? I've never heard. Is he on the bench, Alison? No, he's Anthony not Ralston. on the bench. No, he's yeah, not. Maybe, maybe, well, yeah. maybe an injury, which is fair enough. But uh, again, I think it was Chris Verayer in as well in terms mm-hmm. of uh, Dedrick Boyata. Is it Boyata that's left out? Yeah, Ayers in, isn't it, Alison? You mentioned him, centre back. Yeah, it's Lustig, Ayer, Benkovic, and Izagiri. Well, yeah, so it's a change. What's there. the goalkeeping situation as well? Is Craig Gordon yeah. injured? Uh, no, Gordon yeah. is on the bench, but Scott Bain has kept his place in goal. So are we saying now that, that Scott Bain's a Celtic first choice goalkeeper now? Do you, think, do you think that is one to watch? I mean, I know a lot of people, not a lot. Well, yeah, a lot of people. Some people have been calling for it. He did very well with that. What was it? Five right, saves in yeah, 19 little, seconds yeah. or whatever it was. We're back to league action Is that, well, is that listen, it changed? I, I think you know, obviously He's been the kind of If you like The cup goalkeeper Domestic yeah. cup goalkeeper But the fact that the, Tonight for me If he's in And Craig Gordon's on the bench Then and Craig Gordon's fit Unless I'm mistaken That, that indicates to me That Scott Brown At the moment Bain. Is a first Scott choice Scott, Scott, Scott Bain Is a first choice goalkeeper For Celtic It would be quite something If it was Scott Brown to be <laughs> fair. That would liven up Tonight's game To get a new deal Scott <laughs> Right Scott Not that one um, He's a Celtic fan In Barmullock Scott let me ask you About tonight's team then Start with that last point Scott Bain in goals Ahead of Craig Gordon Is that something You can see happening Going forward Well tonight we, We'd expect to have A lot of the ball So you have possession At the back four Across the back And from the goalkeeper Out the way is going to be very, very high. And Scott Bain's a far better, well, in my opinion, a far better distributor of the ball from feet and by hand than what Craig Gordon is. Craig Gordon's a great shot starter, don't get me wrong, and he's done really, really well at Celtic, but Scott Bain's just got that wee bit extra with the ball at his feet. And from, I've watched him getting ball quicker out to like Callum McGregor or Scott Brown, and I just think the ball moves quicker when he does that. Jim Duffy's nodding away in agreement here, Scott. Yeah. 
No, I think a good point, Scott. You know, I think he does distribute it quicker. I think he's he, he's terrific with his feet. You know, I mean, Craig Gordon's got a lot better. There's no doubt about that. Than the since Brendan Rodgers come in, but but Scott Bain just looks so comfortable with the ball when he clips balls out. He hits those kind of diagonal balls to the full back to easy gear. He'll be lustic, and he does it early. And you see, when he gets in his hands, he, he really gets out. Uh, and gets into his midfield players and, and tries to make sure that the opposition can't uh, get get organised. Uh, and, you know, he's, again, the best one in the world tonight. He shouldn't have too many saves to make. But, um, you know, so I don't know if it's any risk. But it might, it does, it does pose the question of, you know, um, is there, is there um, a, a change, uh, in the, you know, in Brendan Rodgers' uh, thinking these days? Um, I, I suppose the strange thing about that, Mark Guidi, is we've had this break. The, the, the Rangers game clearly didn't go to plan mm-hmm. for, for, for Celtic But Craig Gordon pulled off a number of wonderful saves mm-hmm. Within that game You know, if you're using that as your, your benchmark The last league game they played Yeah, I mean, he, he did But again, sometimes you see him with the ball at his feet A couple of times he's put his defenders under pressure And I know, you know that's the instruction of the manager But sometimes you think, you know Just launch an arm maybe old-fashioned that way But just, you know, somebody always said no, Nobody's ever scored for Rose Ed So sometimes just you know, take take the element of risk out of the equation, but but just simply do that. I can only imagine that with the break and looking at them in Dubai and and the you know the latest preseason training camp that Scott Brown's looked the part and uh, I would say Scott Brain, my God, Scott <laughs> Bain um, has looked the part because if not, then Craig Gordon would 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 be would certainly yeah. be in the game tonight. Uh, Scott on the line. What about further up the pitch? Then uh, Oliver Burke keeps his place, leading the attack. Timothy Weir settles for a place on the bench What do you make of that? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it I'm not actually sure all of a box going out and out centre forward Looking at his I didn't think he made enough runs Doing the channels of the two centre half on Saturday To, to, to be an out and out side I certainly think he's got a wee bit He's quite tall, he's quite physical as well So he might, he might do a job But I don't think he's a line leader I don't think he's the type of guy that would, could lead the line all day, all night I don't think he's got that about him mm. um, But... It's whatever else he's, he's only probably played less than 50 full time games Yeah you're right like, In a professional level So It's very hard um, I don't know I'm quite I'm quite I'm quite happy with the, the, like, the Forward going play we brought in Still a bit dubious about the defensive side of things Yeah let me ask um, Jim about Oliver Burke Just yeah. because you know Jim watched him closely I'm sure on Saturday um, It's against lower league opposition How much could you How much could you tell Jim? Yeah, you could tell him Maybe it wasn't a natural um, instinctive striker because there was a few balls played across the box. Obviously, there was one header. There was a couple other ones where he, he didn't gamble. Maybe as a as a, a natural striker would do, but in term he got better. That that was the thing. And you know he has to learn to play the way Celtic play. He has to learn to play the way where it's Christie and McGregor and that run off and Forrest making those runs, creating space. And he, he did. He did have a, you know the one that um, Scott Sinclair had chalked off. He took a really good position, good turn, good finish, and Sinclair had the tap in. Um, but you know, and again, he was he got more involved as the game grew. So I think he's got better. He's as he, Scott said, he's a young a young man. He's still got a lot to learn, but he's got real potential, and he can play wide, wide left or wide right. If he gives him the option of playing there, we get a bit more physicality. If Edward comes back, I think it's a really good signing for Celtic, and I think, of course, he will score a, a number of goals. But he's not, 
He's not a, a poacher You know that type of, that type of striker And it's that time of the year Mark Guidi Daniel Gaffney's on Twitter He says no Bayata Maybe a transfer So you know mm-hmm. if, if someone isn't in the team In mm-hmm. mid-March you, you don't think too much of it But you start to read into things um, When it's mm-hmm. when the transfer window's open And sometimes you don't come up With the right answer Sometimes no, It could have a knock Could be something different. Who knows But certainly as long as The window remains open Given Dedrick Boyata's Contractual situation Yeah he is one of the ones That you couldn't rule out Being away by January 31st Because it might suit Celtic Somebody might offer A ridiculous transfer fee for him Considering he's only got Five months to go And like we're saying About the conversation With Jordan Jones And Steve Clark I'm sure Brendan Rogers Will have it with Dedrick You know Are you committed here Uh, Are you going to sign A pre-contract somewhere Are you going to you know, take your foot off the gas wee bit. You need to have those yeah. conversations. You need to look a player in the eye and know where you stand. And if the manager doesn't get the answers that he wants, then he's within his rights to go to the board. So you do know what? Let's excel it. Let's speed this up. We need Boyata out the door. Having said that, I think he actually has picked up a knock. But there yeah. you go. It is that time of the year. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to ask these questions. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you, Scott and Burmulloch. We're going to have to move on because Amber's giving you the travel, and then we're going to hear from the likes of Oren Kearney. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a call 0141 951 or on Twitter we're at Clyde SSB. So many good fixtures to look forward to tonight. Celtic St Mirren, Hamilton Aberdeen, Hearts Dundee, Kelly Rangers, Motherwell Hibs and St Johnston Livingston. Let's get the full teams from Rugby Park. A few big question marks hanging over this team sheet. Andrew McLean explains all. Yeah, well, Stephen Gerrard has made it just the one change from that friendly against Helsinki on Sunday, and it's John Flanagan that drops out for Gareth McCauley. So that means that there is a debut for Jermaine Defoe, and there is a second debut for Stephen Davis as well. It's the same formation as well at four diamond two that Stephen Gerrard talked about after the game. So it's Alan McGregor that starts in goal. It's a back four of James Tavernier, Joe Worrell, Gareth McCauley, and Andy Halliday. The midfield four is Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis, and Ryan Kent is the man that's in behind the two strikers, Jermaine Defoe and Alfredo Morelos the substitutes Fodringham Katic Flanagan McCrory Koulibaly Candeas and Lafferty quite a few changes for Steve Clark. he's made 6 from that 2-0 win against Forfar at the weekend and the big one is that there's no change for Jordan Jones he's in the starting lineup once again so he will be playing against the club that he's joining in the summer Steve Clark deciding that he's in the right mindset for this one. It's a 4-3-3 for them. Daniel Backman in goal, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Scott Boyd, Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Aaron Tishpola, Gary Dicker and Alan Power. And it's Chris Burke and Jordan Jones, either side of Eamon Brophy. The substitutes, McDonald, Broadfoot, McKenzie, Boyd, Kilty and Jolie and Waters. The referee for this one at Rugby Park is Don Robertson. Gary's a Rangers fan, he's from Newton Merns, but I can be very specific. He's outside Rugby Park. He's waiting to go to the game and Gary, tonight you're going to see Morelos and the up front together What do you make of that? Hello Gary I think Gary's got us on hold or something Must be too much pre-match excitement down there at Rugby Park I'll get your take on it first then <laughs> Yeah well I thought that would be the mm-hmm. the case And really looking forward to it And if they're going as a partnership as Andrew suggested In the way that the team's lining up mm-hmm. You're still going to have your three central midfielders Which Stephen Gerrard's like And you're going to have Ryan Kent in between Allowed a wee bit of cheating Going back, going back and forward Can they us obviously Misses out But I've always loved partnerships um, You know One of the last times Rangers won the league They, they 
uh, Kenny Mill and Chris Boyd you know, before that they'd the dad of porcelain boys. So I like partnerships and I hope that the partnership works because I think it's brilliant. It's exciting to see a front two. Right, let's try again. Gary is outside Rugby Park. He's going to be watching Defoe and Morelos up front. What do you make of it, Gary? I'm delighted. Happy with that? Good evening and thank you for taking my call. No problem at all, Gary. What do you make of the team overall? I'm not sure if you heard it on the phone there, if it broke I up. I have, I've seen it. What I'm do you make delighted. of it? I mean, yeah, I think that's a fantastic team. A year ago, you'd have Putting your arm off for a team like this. Can I can I make the point I actually phoned about? Oh sure. Would that be okay. On you go. All right. I heard the interview. My wife and I were sitting here, and we were we already been here this season. And the last time we were here, unfortunately, Jamie Murphy's season ended. And I'm sitting here listening to the interview yesterday, the press conference with Stephen Gerrard, and he mentioned. That this meeting of the managers and the referees, etc., it was it was mentioned that VAR is going to be the way forward. And my my my, my question to you is: when we have to come and play, and my car says one degree, freezing cold night in January on a plastic pitch, how on earth can we invest money in VAR when we don't have grass pitches in our in our Premier Division? I think it's absolute nonsense. But you know, not just for Rangers, incidentally, for any team to have to come and play on this. That's a, it's a fair question, Jim. If you were drawing up a list of priorities mm. for Scottish football, what would be a what, what would come first? Would it be grass pitches? Would it be VAR? Well, it certainly wouldn't be VAR. Uh, absolutely not. Um, not not the fact that I think if you if you can afford it like the English Premiership, fine. You know that that that's fine. But Scotland is way behind um, in other aspects, and I agree a hundred percent with Gary. You know, if clubs are, you know, needing money, clubs like Kilmarnock, you know, clubs like Hamilton, uh, you know, who have the artificial surface and uh, Livingston, and uh, you know, if they, if some, I don't know what VR will cost. I'll, I'll have to be honest with you, but if it's a couple of hundred grand, then I think that would go towards. I think that's the the first thing we should be looking at. Uh, certainly, where clubs listen, if you're in the top level, you have to have a good grass pitch, you know, properly um, looked after. You know, if we want good football, if we want to attract good footballers, listen, good footballs will come up here if the stadiums are good, if the football is good, if the quality of football is good, and if the pitches are good, not because we've got VAR. Mark Weedy? Uh, yeah, I don't agree with AstroTurf pitches. I know it's you know it's a necessity for some clubs in terms of the the revenue. Um, however, you know what's often overlooked in things like this, uh, Gary, is the clubs make the decisions. The clubs have the power to the, the power to put this on the table to a vote. And say no we don't want So you hear every other week You hear managers and players Players are now in the act Slaughtering it Oh it's not for that. And I can understand Where they're coming from But the clubs allow it to happen So if you want to make it a rule Your Rangers Your Celtics Your Aberdeens All these clubs Hibs, Hearts Can say well actually Let's get it on the table And let's abolish it From our top flight football And I would agree with it I think it's something That I would like to see And I'm sure even the managers, your Gary Holtz, your Steve Clarks, your, your Martin Cannings, if they had the choice as well, they'd want shot of the AstroTurf pitches and playing grass. Thanks to Gary in Newton Mernsville. He's in Kilmarnock. Enjoy the game, Gary. Let's go back to Celtic Park and get the full team lineups. We've not had the St Mirren team from Allison. Yeah, the full lineups. Two changes for Celtic, just one for St Mirren. Cook in, in place of Jackson. So Celtic will be Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Mikel Lustig, Christopher Ayer, Philip Benkovic, and Emilio Izagiri. That'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor. Then James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Scott Sinclair with Oliver Burke as the lone striker. On the bench, Gordon Beaton, Simonovic, Hayes, Weah, Henderson and Johnson. 
It is Vlaclav Paddy in goal for St Mirren, a back four of Lee Hodson, Jack Baird, Michal Popescu and Ethan Erhawen. In the midfield, Ryan Flynn, Steve McGinn, Greg Tanzi and Paul McGinn. Then it'll be Brad Lyons in behind the lone striker of Cody Cook. Only five players on the bench for St Mirren tonight. Holmes, Ferdinand, McAllister, Kellerman and Jackson. And your referee tonight at Celtic Park is Ewan Anderson. We'll need to go up a couple of notches again to, to try and to try and get the same type of um, performance. But listen, we're looking forward to it. I think when you come off the back of, of two or three weeks of a break, and particularly for me, and I hope the players are the same, there's something about night games. I just love I love a night game and I'd easily take a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday night or a Friday night game under lights than a Saturday game at three. So I, for one, am really looking forward to it and, and, and the players are also. And, and I think we've got to go there and embrace it. I think if you go there with your tail between your legs, fearing the worst, you'll probably get the worst. So it's so important, I think, that we go there with a positive mindset. Controversial Saturday, three o'clock for me all day long, but uh, we'll agree to disagree, Oren. Uh, whether they can go and cause an upset at Celtic Park tonight, Mark, who knows, it may be a stretch too far One thing they'll be looking for though Is to use Saturday to kickstart their season Because it, it was a huge win anyway But the manner of it as well Yeah, you know, he come from two goals down at half time And a man down Although subsequently we, we, we hear today That, uh, you know, the red card for, for Lions The second booking has been uh, overturned So therefore he's not suspended And, and rightly so um, But looking at Oren Kearney on Saturday at full time I'm kind of half thinking to myself at half time I fancy Dallas to go and uh, increase their advantage. I'm thinking this guy might be looking at losing his job on on, on Saturday nights. That man might have had to be looking at pulling the trigger um, on it. And all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, he's walked off the pitch. And I've covered a few games for St. Man this season, um, Gordon, and certainly he was animated. You could see the passion in him. You could see a guy that felt under pressure and the release that he had with a terrific result and a terrific comeback. And even in the St Mirren director's box, you'll be Tony Fitzpatrick and Gordon Scott and, and Gus McPherson there as well. You could see just how important to the club that that result was. I've subsequently got a, a home tie against Dundee United the next round. But to pick up on your point, do I see them having a bounce effect to go and get something at Celtic Park tonight? Absolutely not. Uh, we're a bit short on time, but let's squeeze in Kenny, who's a Hearts fan from Airdrie. Hi, Kenny. Hi, evening, guys. How are you? Not too bad, Kenny. You optimistic about tonight? Hey, I am, actually. I think... Uh... With the injuries and starting to get players back and the arrival of uh, Eck, I think I think it's looking quite promising. Uh, I mean, that's three one 0 wins in the trot, you know, and they were quite quite disastrous until they they beat Hamill and then beat Hibs. But I'm quite glad they're getting players back. Uh, Jim, we, we see this all the time, but if you're looking for a fixture to to kick start you at, at home against the bottom team yeah. on paper, is an ideal one for for Craig Levine. Yeah, I mean, again, I agree with, with Kenny that the the first thing that um, you know when you're not you know, when you had the injured players and, and the things that you always looked at hearts was they were so resilient and so resolute, very difficult to score against. And they've got back to that. And with the players coming back and adding a little bit of firepower, you keep that, you know, that 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 that, that defensive stability, that'll always give you an opportunity to go and win games after that. And that that's normally uh, Craig Levine's trademark. So I think that um the the, the window and bringing a couple of players in, those players coming back as well, freshen the squad up. I think Hearts will have a strong second half of the season uh, Kenny, my apologies I did say it was going to have to be quick But I'll, I'll uh, let you leave us with a quick score prediction Then, Who's going to be the main man for your team tonight? Uh, I, th- I think young Clare might do quite well But obviously Naismith being it I think uh, Arnold Jim really needs to get his finger out And decide if he's staying or going or whatever Because the only way he's going to leave for the club Is if he, if he puts in good performances Alright, thank you to Kenny in Airdrie 
the pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Now in the not too distant future We will be going to Fir Park Ahead of that Hibs game We'll build up to all the kickoffs Quarter to eight they are But before we do that It is Beat the Pundit Last night we saw the first ever handicap On Beat the Pundit Roger Hanna now starts at minus one Because his winning streak has gone on too long You two are fine No offence But you two are fine at the moment If you want to take on Mark Guidi Or Jim Duffy And win yourself a signed ball Now is your time to phone in 0141 951 Be quick You only have until the news at seven o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on a full fixture card. The return of the Premiership, what is not to love? Get your thoughts in on your team's game tonight. What do you make of the starting 11s? You should have heard by now. If not, we'll bring you them. Uh, we're going to go to Fir Park ahead of the game against Hibs and build up to the big kickoffs after this. The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time Mark and Jim are ready One of them is taking on Darren Clark Presumably not the Darren Clark Rangers fan from Drumchapel Hi Darren Hi Fancy your chances tonight? Uh, of course I do All the time <laughs> is, is that for your team at Kilmarnock Or your chances on Beat the Pundit? Uh, both Both, both. Right. Double, uh, double whammy of confidence uh-huh. I don't mind that Heads it's going to be Mark Guidi Tails It will be Jim Duffy And it's mm-hmm. Tails Jim Duffy Up against Darren from Drumchapel So let me give uh, Jim a bit of the old Clyde too That's right up your street anyway Jim Make sure you don't know what Darren's saying uh, And we'll get the clock up and running mm-hmm. Darren have you ever played before? Uh, yep yep. Oh what's your record? Uh, highest I got one night was five Alright and did you win? Uh, no Oh right okay On for a bit of revenge right? You've got 30 seconds <laughs> yep. You're going up against Jim You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit uh, You ready? Yep Yep ready What nationality is Dundee's new signing Andreas Hadinius? Swedish uh, Which Scottish League 2 side Used to play at Shawfield? Pass Who did Aberdeen beat 7-0 Away from home in the league last January? Dundee Who's the all-time top scorer In the English Premier League? Pass. Who was the top scorer in last season's Scottish Premiership? Chris Boyd. Where did Lee McCulloch start his career? Uh, pass. Ayers Michael Rose has signed a two-year deal with which English club? Pass. Okay. Ah. Let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, are you with us? Yep. Right, same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep. What nationality is Dundee's new signing Andreas Hadinius? Uh, Swedish. Which Scottish League Two side used to play at Shawfield? Fine. Uh, who did Aberdeen beat 7-0 Away from home In the league last January Oh St Man Who's the all-time top scorer In the English Premier League uh, Alan Shearer Who was the top scorer In last season's Scottish Premiership Chris mm. Boyd who, Where did Lee McCulloch Start his playing career Motherwell And Ayers Michael Rose Has signed a two-year deal With which Coventry. English club What do you think Darren Fancy your chances I don't know I think I draw Do you I know think. what Darren You were you were really quick With some of them And you sounded confident But I just wonder I think Jim um, by one Maybe, maybe Jim uh, by one. I know the Aberdeen one's wrong Because I, I see some money They weren't even in the Premier League last year Right let's go through them What nationalities Dundee's new signing Andreas Hadinius He is Swedish You both got it right Well done One all Which Scottish League 2 side Used to play at Shawfield It is Clyde I wonder if there's a generation thing here Darren How old are you If you don't mind me asking <laughs> 17 Ah see I was right up Jim Duffy's street That one There we go 2-1 to Jim um, 
You equalised O'Darren Because Aberdeen 7-0 away from home uh, They beat Dundee In the league last January yeah. Can't believe that was a year ago That's quite worrying Time yeah, is flying by I, I wouldn't have got that uh, It's going back and forward This one End to end Like all the classics Alan Shearer is the all-time top scorer In the English Premier League So um, What is that? Is that his level? Jim yeah. Duffy up the one Level Level um, Chris Boyd was the top scorer In last season's Premiership We both got that So we're still level where did Lee McCulloch start his career? Again, it's the age, Darren. It's the age that's done you there. Motherwell, back in the 90s. And Ayers Michael Rose has signed a two-year deal with which English club? It's Coventry. So Jim Duffy gets five and Darren gets three. Hard lines, Darren. Ah, good game. That was Darren, the boys, I'd rather be 17, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, you are the real winner yes, tonight, Darren. Exactly. That was Darren Indram Chapel. Your chance to beat the pundit against Gordon DL or Mark Wilson. I know you all like that chance. That's coming up tomorrow <laughs> night uh, from 7 o'clock. Huge fixtures all about the place. We've mostly been talking about Kilmarnock Rangers and Celtic St Mirren. So keep your thoughts coming in on those, please. 01419511025. Just when I mentioned Hamilton Aberdeen, just to, to, to touch on it, you know, what Martin Canning um, had to go through and uh, certainly his father and uh, other relatives in the company, the Hamilton fans. You know, they just need a wee bit of a, rela- a reality check. I mean, um, I think yesterday, you know, it's horrible to subject somebody's family to that. Not only his father, but his nephews in the crowd as well, and all that kind of stuff. It's not on. I think yesterday, to be fair, Martin Canning sort of poured a bit of cold water on that and said that it wasn't. You know, I think his his, his dad left at half time, perhaps unrelated, and, and all this stuff. So, nah, listen, it's not. Um, okay, let's speak to Gavin Pearson, who's at for Park, looking ahead to Motherwell Hibs. Good evening, welcome here. It is cold, very cold, but it's dry as well. It's a crisp night. Looking forward to this game kicking off soon. As we see these sides who are, well, virtually strangers. The last time they met was the the opening day of the season when Hibbs recorded a 3-0 victory at Easter Road. Uh, This evening, Motherwell ringing the changes as they try and catch up on Hibbs. Uh, Motherwell in ninth place in the Scottish Premiership table, but eight points behind Hibbs. And five changes for the home side this evening after that disappointing exit in the Scottish Cup at the hands of Ross County at the weekend. In come Alan Campbell, Curtis Main, Liam Grimshaw, Alex Rodriguez-Gorin and Jack Hasty. Uh, Hibs have to make three changes, one of them enforced after Adam Bogdan uh, picked up a concussion against uh, uh, Elgin at the weekend in that Scottish Cup game. So he's replaced in goal by Offier Marciano. Uh, we also see Ryan Porteous coming in at the back in place of Sean Mackey. And making a debut tonight in place of Vikintis Slivka, Stefan Omionga. Very exciting for the Hibs fans to see this player, capped three times for the Belgian under-21, signed on loan from Genoa and tempted to come to Scotland after he watched a DVD PowerPoint presentation sent over by Neil Lennon. So here are the lineups. Motherwell <clears throat> with a 4-3-3 starting goal with uh, Mark Gillespie. Across the back four, it's Richard Tate, Tom Aldred, Liam Grimshaw and Charles Dunn. In the midfield, it's Alan Campbell, Alex Rodriguez-Gorin and David Turnbull. And up front, it will be Jiboli Aribi, Curtis Main and Jack Hasty. On the bench for the Steelmen, number 13, Rohan Ferguson, uh, Carl McHugh, Peter Hartley, Gail Bigarumiana, Connor Salmon, Danny Johnson and Ross McCormick. And the lineup for Hibs, it's uh, looking like a 4-4-2 as well. Uh, it's Offer Marciano who's in goal for Hibs. And across the back four, we've got Stephen Whitaker, Paul Hanlon, Darren McGregor and Ryan Porteous. In the midfield, Marvin Bartley, Daryl Horgan, Ryan Gold and Stephen Mallon. And up front, we've got Flo Camberry and Stefan Omiango. I'm Omianga. Uh, on the bench for Hibs, it's Dabrowski in goal, David Gray, Vakintas Slivka, Mikel Nellum, Ollie Shaw, Fraser Murray and Sean Mackey. And the man in the middle tonight here at Fir Park is Bobby Madden. Thank you to Gavin Pearson. Uh, Jim Duffy, looking at that Motherwell side, that, mm-hmm. that tells you what Stephen Robinson thought of 
the weekend's performance um, it also tells you that, that perhaps struggling to identify what exactly is the strongest 11 if you look at guys on the bench Carol yeah. McHugh Peter Hartley Danny Johnson and of course Ross McCormick, McCormick these are guys who on another day you may expect to be first picks no, absolutely they've been I mean obviously Ross McCormick just in but the other guys you, you know I mean uh, I've, I've been, I've been a, I can almost appear in the fixture Carol McHugh Peter Hartley these kind of guys that's the, ca- that's the captain and last season's captain yeah so it's uh, yeah I mean he's he's obviously just throwing throwing the gauntlet down he's, he's saying listen I'm not taking any more and he's got, he's went with a bit of energy a bit of legs in the middle of the pitch with the younger guys coming back in there he knows they have to be energetic against Hibs they have to close Hibs down because Hibs have got really talented players in there uh, and he, he knows first and foremost he has to stop Hibs playing and then he's went. Uh, he's, he's brought Curtis Main back in again. Uh, you know what you're getting from Curtis Main. The, the one thing that's lacked from him is goals this year. You do get commitment. You do get, you know, get uh, that that energy. And uh, you know he puts defenders under pressure. But he has. He, he needs a goal basically, and to, to get his confidence going. Uh, let's get the take on the Hibs side of things from David, who is somewhere between Edinburgh and Motherwell. Hi, David. Hi, guys. Going to the game tonight. I am. Did ya? What are your yeah. thoughts? Fancy your chances? Um, no really no um, If I'm honest um, I think Motherwell Have brought in good players uh, I think McCormack Will probably Make a difference When he comes on um, But I'm really on To talk about What your guys Thoughts are um, Going forward Because we've had A pretty dire Start to the season Do you think Our signings Are going to you know, Take us to the next level well, I must admit, I do like Ryan Gold. I think he's a terrific player. Everyone always goes on about the physicality and all that stuff. But he's, a, he's as long as you get the balance right and then get him on the ball. Obviously, get him and Malin. They're, they're, they're both kind of wanting, you know, maybe similar in stature, and maybe that that's the other side of the Scottish game that um, you know the the sometimes you, you might worry about. But it's how you want your team to play, uh, David and, and and Neil Lennon wants his team to play with flair. You know, they've missed Martin Boyle, which is a big blow for them. There's no question about that. Uh, Camberry has been not as consistent. Obviously, Jamie McLaren is, 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 hasn't been consistent as well. So, firepower and scoring goals, I think, is something that they need to get. But I think if you look at them defensively and the midfield, I think Hibs are very strong. I, th- I still think they're a terrific side to watch. I'm not as negative as you, David. I think I think Hibs, um, again, similar to Hearts, I think Hibs will, will get better as the season goes on. I think they'll finish strong. Uh, Mark Greedy, I mean, certainly in the case of the, the new boy, Stefan Omionga. See if he looks decent. He played a really you know, a decent number of games for Genoa, um, so he, he comes here with a, a relatively big reputation. Joining the likes of of Ryan Gold, yeah, and a Belgian under twenty one player. You've got something about you when you're involved with the Belgian national team um, at any level, playing in Italian football too. So, yeah, on, on paper it looks as though it's a bit of a coup for him to come here. What you've just got to expect is, as we're saying, freezing cold conditions. How he adapts uh, to that. That's you know as much as a, a case of, in terms of your mentality. Um, more than your ability But like Jim Really excited about Ryan Gold um, Yeah he's not had it off At Sporting Lisbon But I'm sure he's a much Improved player his, his game intelligence Just you know His physicality All sorts of different things And he'll come here With a point to prove And he'll also have The Scotland national team In his sights Big games coming up in March For Alec McLeish And there's no reason why Ryan Gold shouldn't be aiming To play well over the next six weeks To get himself into the national team squad uh, David, you don't sound too optimistic. You said you didn't fancy your team's chances tonight. What's what's behind that pessimism? Um, I think you know just the fact that we've, we've been pretty poor all year. We only really turn up against Rangers and Celtic. Um, I think uh, you're talking about Ryan Gould. I think his time in Spain will have done him well. Um, I think he'll come here and bring some class. And I think you know I think the signing of Scott Allen as well will really help us in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, all talented players. I'm saying if you look uh, last year. 
when Hibs were at their best spell, they had three technical players in the middle of the pitch. They took Martin Bartley out the the, the equation and went with three technical players. And it looks as if he's he's been doing the same sort of line again with Gold, um, Allen and Scott Allen again. Three technical players, and if you get the right balance and and, and uh, you know uh, you know that that kind of strong backbone behind them, then that certainly gives you. Uh, a lot of the ball, you know, Hibs will, will dominate the ball. You've got Darryl, like I said, Daryl Horgan, who's a, you know, competitive player, pacey, but can get forward as well. So I, I just think, you know, Hibs' his standard was was high last year of the last couple of years. You know, they they set the bench, uh, set so they set the mark a bit higher last year and and maybe dropped a little bit. But I don't think they're too far away from being a very good side. David, perhaps, and you could accuse a lot of clubs. Of you know raising their game, sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but Hibs have shown that you know they can they can put in a number of decent performances this season so far. Yeah, they they, they can, and you know one thing you've the got Celtic, to remember is the Celtic game is that the standout this season? Would you say? Yeah, but I would yeah. imagine so. They seem to play very very well. That they've been Celtic took stick for their performance and, and Brendan Rodgers' tactics that day. But you, you know you've got to give um, Hibs mm. uh, credit for for what the performance that they. And another thing as well That we say you're not allowed to do anymore I tell you what Neil Lennon's left a bit on his players um, In public And uh, you know they've responded And I think there's still a place In the game for that You know you can still actually You know call a player out And, and you know And you should get a right response Rather than players Taking a huff and down in tools I want to go to HR You know actually go and You know prove a point to the manager And to themselves And to the supporters So there's definitely a place in it For the game But I think David's been a wee bit harsh to his team Albeit he'll see them a, a lot more than what I do, but when you think of of where Hibs were, what they achieved last season and the first season back up in the top flight, brilliant. And the second season's always more difficult, particularly when you look at the calibre of the players that they that they lost. And yeah, they brought in Gold and and, and Scott Allen's arriving and stuff like that. But when you lose uh, McGinn, you lose Scott Allen. Um, the first time McGeer. round And you lose McGeoch as, as well You know for any club and Martin Boyle injured that, as well you know, Martin Boyle being injured um, Too And and you know no, Not a lot of options up front In terms of If, if Camberry's off it You know Stevie Mallon's been good for them um, As well But yeah Omiunga It'll be interesting to see How, how he does And hopefully it'll work out well see, for him The thing is for me as well um, Gordon It's difficult Because I understand fans want success And they always want it immediately And they never want a dip They, they don't want fa- the teams to progress continually But the likes of Hibs Losing some players But also Developing the likes of Ryan Porteous Developing yeah. the likes of Sean Mackey Guys that are coming through the ranks That takes time And also You need to You know You need to give them Time to learn They'll make a few errors And give them in You need that confidence that belief And the manager's got to show that So I think You know Getting that balance right You mean Ollie Shaw's another one up front That's come through so When you're putting young boys Into the team And bringing And losing good players Bringing them in you're going to get a little mm. bit of inconsistency but what you are doing is you're developing these young players so that next season these young players will mm. be a good bit better A couple of other pieces of team news that may or may not be interesting It's a bit like this Boyata one earlier He's injured at no Glenn Kamara for Dundee Mark So again, yeah. it, might be, it might be completely innocent or it might be that they're saving him and hoping that he, that he does get this move to Rangers this yeah. month Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the you know the news coming out of Dundee is that you know I don't think they're averse to, to striking a deal with Rangers Say that all along the, the, the sign of, of Kamara baffles me a bit in terms of I don't think he's better than, than what they've got I don't see him going in there and enhancing a Rangers starting lineup. but I know it's a squad game uh, nowadays but yeah Dundee is certainly keen to do a deal um, in this window other team news just looking at the Hamilton-Aberdeen game again Fulton keeps his place in goals after a couple of howlers at the weekend and also you look at the Aberdeen starting lineup. Um Gordon very very 
attack minded yeah. you know Gary McKay Stephen um, you know Greg Sam Stuart Crossgrove. Stevie May Sam Crossgrove Lewis Ferguson so you know definitely Derek McKinnon's absolutely having a go tonight Alright we'll take a closer look at some of those fixtures a bit later on let's speak to James who's a Livingston fan from the East End Hi James How you doing? How you doing panel? Not bad Hi, at all James What's James. your point tonight? I, I'd just like to put a question to uh, Jim Duffy being a, an ex-player and an ex-manager maybe the rest of the panel will be able to turn in Jimmy any different A referee we're showing about the referees here but if a referee, can a referee take uh, the two managers and the two captains uh, say about an hour before the game mm-hmm. in his office with his two linesmen and his mm-hmm. fourth official and lay down the law that FIFA have actually told him to do can he do that? if he can why does he not if he can he do that why not do it? what do you, what do you mean by lay down the law? well the law FIFA the FIFA um, tell the referee these are the laws, these are the rules that we yeah. must abide by on the pitch. So when the two captains come in and then the two mm. managers come in and his office with two officials and a fourth official, he turns in and tells them, listen, this is what the law is. This is the rules. I'm in charge of this game. If I see anything out of place, whether it's uh, Phil Langley's, consistent Phil, I will boogies, there's no ifs and buts. But the then the two managers and the two captains kind of complain about it because they have been told say an hour or maybe two hours before the game well Jim I think they get they get told at the start of the season I mean you're not going to get a new law midway through the season yeah. so they wouldn't need to do it on a game to game basis but do they not visit at the start of the season yeah I mean, all, all the managers have to they, they have a, a referees meeting at the start of the season if there's a tweak in the, the laws of the game then they, they make everybody aware of it. they show video clips of but what should be a yellow card what should be a red card etc that's the reason why managers get frustrated because they'll show you them and then two weeks later you'll see the exact same situation that they showed in the clip and, and there'll be a different no. interpretation. So, Sorry, Sorry. Well, yeah. what I was meaning was that when the two captains and the two managers go in, they can't even say, oh, we didn't know about that. You said no about it. An hour before the game, the referee is telling and told you the, the, the laws of the game now you can't, you can't, James. You can't get through every single. You, you've been, no, you've been there for an hour. But what you're saying is the personality of the referee. The referee might say some referees accept about a bad language or about a banter. Some referees don't. So I understand you might say with the personality of the referee. Down south, I have to be honest with you. Down south, either the assistant manager and and the captain or the manager and the captain do go in and have a, a chat with the referee, and they do. They'll maybe say, listen. Don't tell your players to crowd me today. Come in the crowd, I'm going to yell a card out. Or anybody giving me abuse, swear I'm not going to stand for it. If there's, if there's free kicks, get yourself at the ball. Or if there's multiple ball systems, make sure the ball comes back quickly. Don't be, you know, telling the ball boys to, to, to go in for a cup of tea when you're one and one nothing with five minutes to go. So they'll, they'll, they'll let you know their personality a little bit and they'll let you know what they'll accept to a degree. Um, but in Scotland, no, that doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, there's no rule to say that you, you know the referee can't invite you in and have a, a quick word with you. But I think that uh, I, I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon. Thanks to James Livingston, fan from the East End. Uh, we've got some big games to build up to, so we're going to keep doing that. Let's hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We've got a good full time teaser coming up next. The guys are looking for ten names, and all I'm going to tell you is you're looking for ten goal scorers. I will reveal more next. <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here, and it's time for them to kick off tonight's full time teaser. Every night around this time, you send a question to us, we set it up, and we leave it running till the end of the show to see if the guys can come up with the answers. We only needed four answers last night, it was a really tough question. Tonight's a 
bit easier um, But let's find out how easy You're looking for Jerry and Erskine sent the question in by the way So if you've got a good question We'd love to have it Send it in to fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com We're looking for the top 10 Non-European goal scorers In English Premier League history So we're looking for the top 10 Non-European goal scorers In English Premier League history Yes, he is top of the tree, Jim Duffy Suarez He is 8th, yep Non-European English Premiership, only English Premiership Yep so you're 92 onwards oh, uh, Drogba Yep he's in third I'll take one more guess from you Jim Duffy And we'll move on I think I'm South American um, No you only give me time Alright give us your suggestions on Twitter at Clyde SSB You can play along at home as well And Last night I'm so impressed You, you always get the answers much quicker Than these dafties in here So get your answers in at Clyde SSB on Twitter <laughs> uh, Brian's a Celtic fan Brian you were on last night But it was very brief And I did tell you uh, To give us a call back sometime Because we had to end the show My apologies You're back What's on your mind? Absolutely no problem Thanks guys Hi uh, to the panel Hi, uh, Guys Just wanted to speak about The, the, the subject of the year of, I think um, This VAR uh, It's essential we get it I know that I know that some folk are saying, "Oh, it's not in the Scottish game. We can't afford that." It's essential we get it, and the reason why is because there's too many honest mistakes being made, and then that's for all the teams. I mean, this this will not replace referees. And by the way, I've been on this show and said I'm surprised at the human factor of how much they get right in a split second. And so I do applaud because without the referees, we don't have a game. But all the help that they can get, and that that helps to negate this um, conspiracy theories and and all the all the stuff that goes on with it. Brian has just disappeared yeah. completely. He was in yeah. full flow. We got certainly got the gist of it, Jim Duffy. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I, you know, I've already voiced my opinion. I think there's an awful lot of things that we need to do before we start looking to invest in VR, and also VR is still you know a, a human decision. You know, ultimately, somebody mm. has to make a decision, you know, so whether it's a panel, you know, looking at it in a, in retrospectively, a, in a, in a retrospectively yeah. or whatever it happens to be, someone along the line. And the, the frustrating thing for me, I know, I know, listen, we know it's just something new and it will evolve, um, but, you know, the, it's the milliseconds that they're looking, sorry, the, the, the millimetres that they're looking at at this moment in time. You know, you, you, Offside you, you mean? Yeah they're, they're actually, We're actually spending more time Debating Whether the VAR has got it right Than the referee's got it right yeah. And they're looking at oh, look If you look at his shoulder As a fraction look at, look at his back foot It's sticking out And I just think If you bring it in For those type of things I think it just becomes ridiculous mm. And and Yeah I, I, You understand the big decisions um, It can be it, it can obviously be pivotal But ultimately It's still a referee that will have to make a decision whether he's looking at it from a screen or whether he's looking at it at the game. Um, maybe this would turn out to not be true, Mark Weedy. The thing about offsides, surely we'd get most of them right. Just just, just by the simple fact that someone is, is either offside or they're not. Jim, Jim is right. I mean, there are some at the moment, you're, you're talking about millimetres and yeah. shoulders and shoelaces and it, it gets a bit manic. But we should. it would at least help offsides where it 
you know, because like I say, that, that that's at least close to being black and white. Yeah, I, I I agree. And actually, one you know, one thing when you see all these decisions, you know, whether it comes down to VAR or whether you're just watching the the, the games live in the box up here or down the road, I have to say, see when you see some of the decisions that the assistant referees, stroke linesman actually get right well there is a matter of, do you know what I take my hat off to him because it's time you watch the telly and maybe you think oh he's five yards off and then you see it back and you just think the split second training the, how to train the, you know, the eye ball movement of the pass you know they're absolutely I think the, the linesmen most of them absolutely brilliant some of the, the tight calls that they get but I agree with Jim when it's getting down to basically shoelaces and two millimetres and they're maybe calling it wrong in live play and they're getting sloppy. Wait a minute, you know, how can you? That is just so. Yeah. But far, yeah, it, there's a lot of benefits in it. If it's going to cost millions of pounds, I'm not quite sure if it's right for our game because there is a part of me that likes to, to allow for human error. But then there's but, other but parts then, saying when it's costing you promotion, really. Yeah, but, but it would. Eliminate most it. of human yeah. error Because Jim we'll, we'll never agree on tackles Because no. we could all watch the same tackle yeah. You might think it's a red I might think it's a yellow Mark might think it's nothing And that, that that would still That would remain We would still get debate Over those types of ones When it comes to offsides And again I'm, I'm thinking of the, the so-called clearer ones yeah. um, Let me quickly think of ones That have come up on the show this season Right if we had it on Saturday Scott Sinclair's goal so, stands yeah, No problem No hassle yeah. with that uh, Morelos at Tynecastle Gets yeah. ruled out No problem And then yeah. was it Lafferty The following week at Dens mm. Yeah, and that would stand Exactly Those but, ones I mean It would at least yeah. get some of them right Wouldn't it? Yeah it would But you know Again You know, you can debate VAR for, for, for hours Because You know It's like Penalty decisions Contact When you slow something down You know Right down And then you see like, Wait a minute His foot has just Brushed his player So he is entitled to go down Because you hear it all the time there was contact, he's entitled mm. to go down, let the referee make a decision. But in real time, when someone brushes someone's ankle, he doesn't fall down. Mm-hmm. But players, if, if, if they stop that and say, well, listen, that is a penalty, or that isn't a dive, or whatever it happens to be, and it's those fractions that they're trying to analyse, they're trying to take it too far for me. Yeah. I agree with you, Gordon, if, if it's a, an obvious offside, an obvious tackle, an obvious penalty, etc., fine. But when it's taking it to just to extremes... I just think it just becomes I just think too, too sanitised for me I knew this would happen Martin's on Twitter He says Brian starts talking about Conspiracy theories And then disappears The plot <laughs> thickens We've just phoned Brian back About ten times He's not picking up his phone And to he be fair phone. I think he was, he was being bad, He was being pretty balanced anyway Brian I don't think he was uh, Pointing the finger too much um, On that subject and I'm just trying to remember what I was going to say before Martin's tweet <laughs> caught, uh, caught my attention. What, what, what about VAR? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I th- suppose for you, Jim, your argument earlier on, let me um, ask you again if, if anyone missed it. You, you actually would be for it, but you just don't think it's a priority for us. You no, think we've got other things that we should put money into first. Listen, the game evolves and we know it evolves. And, you know, we, we could, you know, even just the World Cup there, we knew once it starts to get into the World Cup, you know, it's going to expand into the, into the domestic leagues. But it's when you can't afford it And what is your priority If someone says to mother, Motherwell for instance Listen You want to spend 200 And I, this is a, a small figure I think 200 grand But you spend 200 grand As part of your Slice of the, the money Coming to Scotland We're going to take that away from you And we're going to give it to VAR Or you can have Four players A thousand pound a week I think Stevie Robinson Is going to say Hey See that VAR It can wait mm. Give me the four players And that's the point I'm trying to make I think you can actually Get better players Improve the game As we talked about Pitches Training facilities You know Investing in youths You know Community programmes There's a lot of things That I think mm. Would be much beneficial To Scottish football 
at this moment than we uh, maybe in four or five years time you know yeah, yeah. if we've got all those things right we can say okay now there's investment new investment where do we want to invest it then we can do that uh, Right let me just bring you some important news The M77 is closed Heading towards Comarnock Just at Silverburn Near the shopping centre mm-hmm. uh, There's been an accident there Traffic a complete nightmare Use an alternate route if possible I mean I guess if you're heading to Comarnock for the game You may well be past that already mm-hmm. But if for some reason you were running late Or you've been caught up in it And you're still trying to get down there it's a struggle uh, We hope everyone's okay You turn and watch it the yeah. telly. <laughs> uh, We do hope everyone's alright Don't mean yep. to, to make light of it um, The traffic is a nightmare So just try and avoid that The M77 closed Heading towards Comarnock At Silverburn So everyone uh, Take care Be sensible out there um, Quickly on the teaser Top 10 non-European mm. goal scorers In Adi- English Premier League history Adebayor Yes I, I had him down as one you might miss Shevchenko Nope mm. uh, I'll throw in Canu no, surprisingly. Mm. Okay, Actually, last I double check the list there. Hernandez, Chiquita. Uh, no. Oh, right. No. Oh, All right. Um, okay, doke. Um, let me bring you the thoughts of Martin Canning, shall we? Let's hear from the Hamilton Aki's boss playing against Aberdeen tonight. The quality of the top end of the league this year has improved, and I think Aberdeen moved forward that bracket as well. I think they've been, they've been consistent over the last three or four years. Consistent on the second best. Now they've got obviously a chance to be that again, and, and, and they'll no doubt rise to that. So, yeah, they've got their, their own reasons for wanting three points as well as we've got our reasons for three points. And we know it's going to be a difficult game. Um, over the last few years, our record here against Aberdeen's actually been pretty decent. So, if we can draw from that, it would be good, and we take that into the game. Um, so it's been a. I was going to say it's been a difficult week for Martin Canning. It's just been a lot of of, of pressure, if you like, Jim Duffy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the fans. We actually got into. Quite a long Hamilton Aki's debate last night A lot of the fans are not having it Guys in the media tend to to be more on, on Martin Canning's side Talking about, you know, realistically what can Hamilton yeah. achieve Fans aren't liking that What do you, what do you make yeah, of I it mean, all? Listen, if you said to Hamilton Could you finish the season just now, third bottom And stay in the Premier League And that was the case for the next three years say, and On the back of the last four years, whatever I think, you know <laughs> A lot of clubs would go, yeah, that that's okay for Hamilton and and, and and where they should be because if you look at the strength of the the, the all these, but then you someone will maybe throw Livingston into the mix and say, well, listen, look at Livingston, what they have done and what were their budget and their fan base. So there's always going to be the other side of it. But I, I'm I'm I've said this before. I'll always be in the managers' camps because I know how difficult the job is and I know how difficult it is when you're a club competing against, you know, so many strong clubs. You know, with, it, with it, and losing good players, I mean, he, he keeps losing good players. They keep they've got they've yeah. got they've got a different way uh, of of um, looking at things. Hamilton, you know, so you know they, they they lose good players, good young players, and also they lose players in the system. You know, further down the line from the first team, because they go to other clubs as well. They don't even you know the fans don't even get a chance to see them. So I, I'm in Martin Cannon's camp, but I also understand. Listen, fans want to see their team progressing. And if they feel they've taken a little step back, regardless of the reasons, they'll not be happy. But you've got to keep it. If you want to be negative, then you can boo, you can criticise, but there's got to be a line that you don't cross. I'm starting to wonder, Mark, if it, if it's just a change in any change, and, and, and that that would do because we had a, a, a change fa- in manager. You mean we had a fan on last night saying, you know, I don't I don't think we're good enough for the top six. I don't think we can get to the top six. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're tenth at the moment, so. And I said to him, you know, well, what is it then? Does it need to be ninth, eighth? Is it, is it all about being ninth or eighth? Would that would that make you feel better about things if you were one or two places 
higher up. But then we're getting a lot of comments about style of play, um, you know, and things I, along I think, those you know, lines. The, the point, you know, you, you think you've lost Greg Doherty, you, you've lost Lewis Ferguson, you one or two others. You look Michael at Devlin. what Michael Devlin. You look at what Martin. You know, bear in mind that's four years in a row kept him. Okay, Alec. Um, Alec Neal was after the first sort of half of the first season after beating the Hibs in the playoff in 2014 so it's four years in a trot look at the players you know losing Tony Andrew and, and, and all the guys and then you look at what and I, I see Hamilton a, a number of times gone. you look at how whether it's Martin his coaching staff as well how they keep getting ringing the effort out of Dougie Emery ringing the effort out of Darian McKinnon finding somebody like Mikel Miller who I think you know uh, adds a bit you look at some of the loan deals that, that, that they had Remy Matthews a goalie um, that w- was good you know some other boys and then you look at some of the players he brought in, and with the greatest of respect you look at having to bring in somebody like Tom Tayo who's a squad player you know who gets disregarded, you know, discarded by so many clubs so when you, you, you look at it you think it's great and Jim says well you can draw a comparison as some fans will do well look at what Livingston achieving aye but on the flip side look at St Mirren mm-hmm. So when, you, when you've got a budget look like Hamilton Look at Patrick Thistle, yeah, look, look at Inverness, Thistle, look at Ross County yeah, 1,500 so fans turning up Then I think mm-hmm. I can understand that sometimes you want a bit of freshness But listen, if, if Martin can't I don't think Hamilton will sack him and rightly so But if Martin Canning decides to call it a day Tonight or tomorrow morning He can uh, go away with his head held high And he would pick up another job, no problem Hamilton against Aberdeen Just uh, one of six fantastic fixtures tonight Let's speak to Chris who is on the line on the subject of VAR again. Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not um, too bad. What's your take on it, Chris? Uh, so, I just think, um, I think quite a lot of the problem at the moment is obviously managers are getting pretty frustrated and I think they feel quite helpless. But from what I can see, I think the refs are trying to do the best they can and most of the time they're just making, you know, honest mistakes. Um, and I think maybe uh, the SFA could, uh, they have to kind of use VAR, I think, at some point. Um, Probably the yeah, things that need to happen between then and now for for, for that to happen, but I think uh, they could maybe do something um, that uh, no other league's done yet, which is maybe adopt a similar system to what the ATP Tour does, which is offer a challenge system to the managers and and, and captain, I suppose, where you could get one challenge per half. And the challenges could only maybe go on what the SFA deemed to be game-changing decisions, maybe like offside goals or goals that the manager thinks offside, penalties, second yellow cards, red cards, uh, things like that. And that would then, the, the, basically the manager would flag to the fourth official that they're challenging that decision. Mm. Then the referee would then use VAR to decide, in his opinion, whether the decision's right or wrong. Mm. If he thinks his original decision was correct, he goes with it. If he doesn't, he changes it. And I just wondered what you thought on that, guys. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think we would. It would have to be the IFAB version of of um, VAR. I don't think we could we could make that change. I may be wrong. Um, but what about it hypothetically? Because it might, I don't know. But entertainment value, onus on you, managers, Jim. What would you be thinking? Yeah, you I mean, have to I use think, your challenge I think it was wisely. Suggested before that there was a, a bit like the tennis. You know, the the, the there was going to be you were only allowed so many calls. In a game, and 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 you you do that again, you know. Listen, there are there are elements. It's just something for me. Most of the top clubs now, and you've seen Chelsea doing the other day, have their own video in their own video now, and they do it instantly. Mm-hmm. So you know, you don't. I don't think you would. You would maybe have to invest. You might yeah, in VR. You might then, if you can do that route with Chris, have have your own video people there and say, yeah, if you're going, if you're going to see, well, look, we're allowed one challenge. Listen, this is look. Come over here. Look at this. 
and it's your own video and the referee might look at it and think okay that's your one challenge so you, you can do it without spending yeah. millions well, on like it like I say that doesn't sound like something we'd be allowed to do no I don't, I don't think it would be but I'm just saying no. again just to try and offset the cost mm-hmm. uh, uh, but, but take Chris's idea uh, uh, yeah and in and, and principle yes it's not a bad idea but I don't think again I don't think it'll work yeah, I, I think apart from the, the decisions, what you keep hearing from managers and players, and I was in SFA Congress involved in, in a referee's think tank, is one of the biggest bugbears is not making mistakes by a referee. It's the attitude and the man management of referees on the games. And we can get into it later on, but there's a number of referees that need to address that and, and, and buck up on it. Any more on the teaser? Top 10 non-European goal scorers in English Premier League history. Uh, You've got Aguero, Drogba, Adebayor, Suarez. Sanchez? Yes. Arsenal and well, mostly Arsenal. A couple yeah. for Man U. <laughs> yeah. Janino. Nope. Who's the who's the big um, Serb or? Well, no, non-Europeans. Oh, so Serbia no no no. African, South American. Yeah. Right, I'll give you some thinking time. We'll get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weary and Jim Duffy are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's show We are underway in all of tonight's quarter take kickoffs. Huge games all around the country Celtic St Mirren, Hamilton Aberdeen, Hearts Dundee Kilmarnock Rangers, Motherwell Hibs And St Johnston Livingston We will keep you up to speed on anything that happens between now And us coming off air just before 8 o'clock So stay tuned Um, And we've got work to do in this full-time teaser Jerry and Erskine sent it in Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need uh, So you can fire your questions over We're looking tonight For the top 10 non-European goal scorers In English Premier League history Brian Elder has got one that you don't Um, We're looking for guys like Aguero, Drogba, Adebayor, Suarez and Sanchez That's what you've got so far Big Yaya Turi. Big Yaya is 10th on the list So you're looking one, two, three, four to go There's going to be an Argentina in there somewhere isn't there? there is It's not Hernan Crespo It's not Hernan Crespo uh, it's, not De, it's not De Maria Oh he's, he's, a, he's a better He's a better Premier League player than these guys mm. As you can imagine but How long ago? Not that long ago uh, Argentina I mean you played for Two huge clubs down there, and well, another. It's not. It's not. It's not Veron. No, 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 no. no. It's not. It's later. It's later than that. Somebody relatively recent. This completely falls into you'll kick yeah. yourself, Catholic. No <laughs> doubt about it. Myself. It must be Man City. Yes, and another big club not too far from there. Oh yes, yes, I've got it. Carlos <laughs> Tevez. Yeah. I told you you'd kick yourself. Right, you're looking for another three. Still plenty of time. Goalless. One of the. It must be one or two Africans for the. For the Wenger era Right Goalless across the country We'll keep you up to speed If anything happens Let's speak to Tariq Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Tariq Good evening panel Hello What's your Hi. point tonight? Oh it's really just uh, I'm just wondering to see You know you were talking about The, the, the You know Loans and things like that they say, uh, Like uh, Players going to one club To another mm-hmm. I've actually Always I've got, I've got two brother-in-laws In Australia In Brisbane One happens to be A Celtic fan his name's Sandy, and uh, his brother Stephen, he's an Aberdeen fan. So I'm always, uh, you know, at them, you know, to, well, especially Stephen, you know, the Aberdeen sort of, I mean, I've always felt that they're no so up for the games as they're up for the games against Rangers. 
And uh, I was just really wondering what the panel thought about that, you know. Thought of it, sorry, what's yeah, the point? Well, I, I think you think Aberdeen gym. try a bit harder against Rangers oh, than they right, do against right. other teams. Uh, well, there's a rivalry between Aberdeen and Rangers, and, and again, atmosphere and these things. I know Hugh doesn't seem to think that uh, you know the teams are, should try any harder or work any harder, but adrenaline comes into it. Atmosphere, you're playing against good players. You want to make you, you know, you, you know, if you if you do well against those players, it helps your confidence and all these kind of things. Um, as I said, and you know, I, I've seen games when there's a couple of thousand people there. It's a fantastic game, but no one mentioned it. Then you get an ordinary game. There's twenty thousand people. Think, yeah, that's a great because because it generates adrenaline even in amongst the supporters. And Aberdeen and Rangers do that, you know. Um, but I, I wouldn't say they try harder. But I think there's a bit of rivalry there, and that that makes them maybe a little bit more determined in some of the games. But do I don't think the results in recent years have been that great against Rangers. What do you think, Tariq? Well, I, 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 well, I, well I, last season, I've, you know, in Celtic, were uh, playing the uh, Aberdeen Park Heading. It was the last game of the season. I had I was feeling that the, the Aberdeen were going to win it, you know, and uh, it turned out that way, you know. So, so I it, just thought, I, I just feel as a bit of a. So does that not throw uh, your theory out the window then? <laughs> well, well, the, the, well, I, I think that Aberdeen are kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're not up for it as much as they are up for it against Rangers when they come to play Rangers, you know. He just, and, uh, he just spoke about a win against Celtic. Celtic. Yeah, they, 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 listen, the, the record. I don't know how you prove these things. Obviously, anyway, Aber- Aberdeen won the, the the semi-final this year, and then uh, obviously went to Ibrox as well, and, and and did well. And you know, there, there will be times, but over you know over whatever many games over the, the years, you know, I think Rangers have still got a very good record in uh, you know in modern times against Aberdeen. Uh, okay, thank you to Tariq, uh, Rangers fan from Grangemouth. No goals to tell you about, I don't think. Let me just double check that. Certainly none uh, in the televised game, which is Kilmarnock against Rangers. Any signs five and a half minutes in? What are you taking from it? Oh, certainly, um, Kilmarnock just going with the one up top and the rest. We normally Kilmarnock will play a four-two-three-one, but they've got Brophy up top. The rest sitting deep, allowing Rangers to come on. I'm just seeing Steve Davis, the number ten jersey on, just sitting deep, controlling the play, getting the ball. From a central uh, defenders in and a left back position, yeah, just uh, coming in. So certainly it looks as though the you know Kilmarnock are just going to try and counter. Uh, no goals to tell you about e, um, anywhere else. I'll be making my usual dash to Fir Park to see if I can uh, take in the action <laughs> in the second half. You know what's anything, Jim? It is only six minutes in, but in terms of you know that this diamond Morelos and yeah. Defoe they are they are very much up top together aren't they yeah there are two but uh, Rangers full backs are very high I mean when the two centre backs have it uh, both uh, Halliday and Tavernier are at the halfway line and uh, you know that's allowing space for obviously for, for Davis and maybe Ryan Jack to drop and get it obviously um, Ryan Kent supporting and then, and then Arfield trying to go up as well but you know at the moment uh, there hasn't been any threat in either goal and I think uh, you know Kamala as I say with their 4-3-3 you'll be quite happy for Rangers two centre-backs to have it look to nick it in midfield and then use the pace of likes mm. of Jordan Jones and Eamon Brophy uh, if they win if they win ball in the, uh, in the midfield and Rangers look I know every team's keen to get the ball back but you know what I mean Mark Guidi they're trying to, to keep that high press as you call it not giving Kamalnik much space at all well, certainly it's a lively start by Rangers it's full of energy tight on the ball lots of movement lots of options for the guy in possession and just you know Defoe and Morelos up there very much as a two just looking to get some service I completely understand all the arguments for the artificial pitch gym and like everything we disagree a lot in Scottish football mm-hmm. surely the one thing we can all agree on 
is that it looks rotten in the telly. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> it the, really the, does. It just it just looks like um, you know is what it is. You know, very flat, compact, particularly when it's been cold and yeah, it's not very very uh, pleasing aesthetically. But listen, the players have to adapt to it. As you as you mentioned, they play enough on it now. They can train on it. There's plenty of teams got it, so it's not as unfamiliar. But uh, you know, I, I, I've rarely seen a really good game on it. Uh, just briefly, what are we expecting tonight? Any any shocks? Anything in particular that you're you're forecasting from these games? I, I did kind of fancy, uh, to be honest, a score draw uh, at Rugby Park. But looking at the way the game started, I, I I fancy Rangers strongly to win the game. Celtic to win comfortably. Aberdeen to win by by two or three. Um, Hamilton Hearts to win. St Johnston to win and I'll go for Hibs to beat Motherwell uh, very quickly Jim if you can no just the one that surprise I think might happen maybe again at Hamilton I think Hamilton at home Aberdeen Aberdeen again on the, on the pitch on the night very attack minded side but I think Hamilton with the criticism they've had may just dig out some sort of result there free kick to Rangers in a relatively dangerous position Ryan Kent goes down let's try and round off Jerry's teaser the top 10 non-European goal scorers in English Premier League history Aguero Drogba Adebayor Tevez Suarez Sanchez Yaya Toure which means you're looking for another three needing, well I'm certainly needing clues Gordon I'm, I'm, I'm all happening, Gordon. one of them played up here about. <laughs> Thanks for that Gordon yeah, Striker yeah. Of many Of one of The big Glasgow clubs And many clubs uh, down south No you're just Trying to try think Because again You're always just Trying to think Non-European as well Southern hemisphere Country Scott McDonald No Right country no. Mark uh, Viduka Mark Viduka Alright One of the top goal scorers I've never get that No, no. He's no. one of the top Quite. 10 Non-Europeans um, right. Okay um, This uh, This guy Clubs wise Yep Newcastle and Leeds This guy's club He played for a few clubs I think uh, Everton Middlesbrough uh, Yeah, yeah um, Oh uh, Feed the Yak Yakubu Yakubu And did, did you know You've not got the guy Who's second on the list Aye So we're going back A bit further Nationality um, No you'll nail that um, Sort of Caribbean Neck of the woods Oh, Dwight, Dwight York. York Dwight York <laughs> There we go Okay, okay. Good clues Gordon Good yeah. Thank you Thank you It's still goalless all around the country So we can uh, join us tomorrow night We'll give you all the post-match reaction To some a huge night in the Premiership Thank you to Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy For joining me As always The biggest thanks goes to you We always appreciate the calls and the tweets And if you're just listening in quietly We'll do it again tomorrow night from 6 Stay where you are though Because Callum Gallagher is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.